problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't no. What's going on, guys? This is the Totally Blitz Fight Club. These are y'all. Paul, pick them, win them, Concha. And as I always, I'm joined with. Hey, you already know that boy, Kev. Back in blue, Savoy, you feel me? I had to let y'all boys know we staying blue out here, you know what I'm saying? Get into the blue ones, if you feel me, you know what I mean. But we cracking. This is another episode of the Totally Blitz Fight Club. Fuck what you heard. Who else we got with us today, pal? Will Shiesty. Cracking a Bud Diesel. Ooh, not a Bud Diesel. I got some of that dirty blonde. My dog, my boy, my boy said I, I done woke me up today. Went to work. Had a good time. Now let's open up this Budweiser and let's talk this motherfucking fight. <laughs> yeah, man, that was the UFC Fight Night London over there. Fucking Aspinall versus Drago for the headliner. I think it was honestly the best card of the year. Seven first round finishes. Nine total finishes, which are both UFC records. Like, that, that was just insanely banging them out. And nine bonuses to all the fighters. So, them, them boys are what, Kev? Chasing that blue. Oh, them boys getting them blue ones, kid. Fuck what you heard. 50 large. That's still yeah, 50,000, right? 50K for each, yep. So, I don't have the math in front of me, but I just know he paid a lot of money. Hey, that boy Dana got that boy Dana got that boy Dana gonna break some bread now if you see some shit. I give him that. He's gonna break some bread. I don't know about Vince. Oh yeah. Hey, and they had uh Eddie Hearns was in the building uh with Dana White sitting side by side, which is kind of interesting. But uh I just find it kind of funny because uh there was like boxing events going on at the same day, and like Eddie Hearns was busy chilling with the UFC for the day, which I found kind of dope. Uh, I'm not the biggest Eddie Hearns fan. Um, but before we hop on to the actual fights themselves and break down all that, there's some quick news. We're going to breeze over real quick because it's still an ongoing story with all the shit going on. But just the other day, I think literally yesterday at like fucking midnight. <laughs> so tech, I think like today, technically, um, Jorge Mazal pulled up Colby Covington out of steak. I think it's called Poppy Steak or Steak Poppy Restaurant in Miami. Hit him with that. Two piece in the soda. Had a, <laughs> uh, had a two piece soda. Biscuit on the side. Yeah, biscuit on the side. Um, there was, he, had, he had a hoodie on and a mask, and uh, he had like three other people with him that uh, uh, that rolled up. And Colby uh, dipped back into the restaurant, waited for police to come because uh, he felt like four again. Like he, uh, he thought the four men that the other three people with him were being aggressors as well. So he says, and Cops came, battery charges on Jorge. Jorge posted a video the same day, calling it the face challenge. He said, look at my face, <laughs> looking good, talk shit, you got to back it up. So how do y'all feel? I want y'all to react to the news. Well, this goes out to Kobe's front tooth. Oh, that part. That, he, did, he did fracture a front tooth. So he did yeah, get make- – Make Kobe smile again. <laughs> the Kobe pack. The Kobe pack. What about you? No, honestly. Oh, my bad. Sorry. No, honestly, I, I just feel like uh, Jorge's meant for the streets. 
I feel like he does way better outside the ring than he does inside the ring. Okay. Actually, I don't think I've heard anyone say that. Take I, like I mean, that. when you think about it, all his backyard fights and then his backstage fights, Leon Edwards now, Colby Covington, he's he's undefeated. <laughs> that is true. Nah, and he has bro. said, in, and he has said in his street fights, like, "Hey, bro, this, this is Miami. There ain't no one on one. So, like, I see you, my crew sees you. We all hate you, or some shit like that." I'm like, <laughs> he ain't, he ain't lying. <laughs> I know how that should be. How about you, Kev? How do you feel about the Colby and Jorge incident? I want to tell a story about that. That that what you just said reminded me of a story about some shit they Julie did at a gas station to a nigga one time. But we are gonna say the stories for later. For a later, for a later time, we'll make a story time episode. But just don't call me fucking niggas up. But um, undefeated. But <laughs> um, I look at it like this. But that shit is beef, kid. Let me say this is day one. This shit was beef. This shit wasn't over. Literally, literally, they said Jorge said I'm gonna beat up Kobe, and then I'll probably beat him up in the parking lot afterwards too. Like this is real beef. Niggas talk about motherfuckers, mamas, brothers, sons, daughters, wives, ex-wives. What? What y'all lucky is y'all lucky y'all making millions so y'all not gonna do yet y'all not really gonna do all of what you all wanted to do but like nah man it's beef man at the end of the day it's beef Kobe's gonna press charges but Masvidal probably has some great lawyers so we gonna figure, figure something out but like that's beef kid it's on that it's on site and I like it to happen again yeah it's only, on site the only downside to it because honestly I think everyone when they saw the news like. Was like kind of excited, like oh, like this is something that we haven't seen in a long time because like Dana White's done his best job making sure that fight because he wants everyone as the UFC's at a hard time selling. They're only allowed in like seven states for a reason. Like they just got to New York five years ago, which was a massive deal. They like they they're trying to look, they're trying to show themselves like, hey, we're boxers, we're professionals, we're classy, and then so like I'm not I, I don't like hey, do you, my man? Uh, but I do, as a business side of you, I know Dana White saw this shit and was just like, bro, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> they don't play about that shit either. If you watch the Ultimate Fighter, like when Charles Sonnen fought um, the Brazilian dude, uh, like, he's bad about that shit. He's like, you don't want to fucking fight for free, then I'll set it up and fight and we can fight for fucking free. And I was just like, damn, Dana, tell they ass, man. He's like, he's like, he's like y'all perform like fucking thugs. We're not fucking thugs, we're fighters. And I was like, hey, tell they ass, Dana, you the thug in me. He reminds you like David Stern, like he got all the secrets <laughs> where all the bodies are at. Like, hey, bro, y'all gonna listen to me and shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> but also, um with that silver thing, it was a lot of negative publicity, which Daniel don't want because when they got introduced to a lot of the mainstream media was John McCain, the Arizona senator who ran for president that everyone knows about. He, he was the biggest person that was like, it's just human cockfighting. And almost every other senator ran with that. Like, oh, okay, like John McCain says that? Like, yeah, it has to be true. And then now oh, it's just been an uphill battle from there. So that's why, to me, I just see this as like, man, like, depending on how this portrays and stuff like that, it could just be another step back for the UFC, which I hate because this shit, it, fucking look at London. First time back. And what was this card that we're about to talk about? A banger. I don't think it's going to be nothing major. It's probably going to be a blip just because, like, this is going to be a blip. Like, it's not going to be nothing major because it's not like this is 
this is something that we probably saw coming. Like, they can literally defend that. Like, this is something that's bigger than the fight in today. Like, it'd be different if, like, every if John Jones and Izzy were to start fading out of nowhere. That brings up, I was about to ask Will, because I wasn't in UFC yet, and I know Will was. When John Jones and Daniel Cormier had that skirmish that ended up, like, people had, like, a broken nose and stuff like that on the during the, the, oh, yeah. the face-off. The face-off. What happened after that? Because that's because I know police was involved, charges and stuff. Like, did anything come about it or suspension? I don't think anything came about it. I, I don't think uh, – I honestly, I can't remember much just because I remember – so uh, Yeah, I also so remember more of, like, when Daniel found out that he couldn't fight John because he got – that he felt the drug test afterwards right before that fight. Oh. But uh, well, no, that that face off, dude. Like, I don't think anything happened to them just because those two are like, like, like how Kevin said, they're superstars. Like, those those are untouchable. Like, anything that would happen would like how you said earlier, talking about Jorge Masvidal. Like, he's just gonna pay a fine, most likely. He's gonna pay a fine. That's it. They probably just nervous. pay fines and yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I do hope it does nothing. It is like what Kev said, just a blimp. Because shit, UFC just keep growing. The boys is eating right now. They just gotta keep going to Abbey worldwide. They keep going worldwide. They gonna eat. Nobody gonna give a fuck about the states. Yeah. Yeah. Well, always at the Apex and Las Vegas fights. So. Yeah, like, come on now, come to Florida, come to Gainesville. Oh, Jacksonville, UFC two seventy four, two belts on the line. Hey, how much in tickets is? Nosebleed start at four hundred. And my nose. My bad. Yeah. My nose will my nose will not be bleeding. We're gonna save up until we get to the mm-hmm. side. We I want I want sweat on me. I want I want niggas is beefing at the top. I wanna be beefing with niggas like man. I'll be talking to Dana like yeah, bro. Sign him. No, nah, yeah. I'm gonna be looking, I'm looking at Kobe. Hey, fuck you, fade me, fuck you. I didn't mean that's my ass. But off to the off to the races, we're done with the news on the MMA quick drive-by. So UFC London. Fucking phenomenal fight card. I loved how they stacked it up with nothing else but Europe, England, Wales, New Zealand. Like, does basically anyone who's from from that area, oh, you want to fight? We'll put you on this card. And a lot of them showed out. Can we take a second and clap it up for them London fans, though, boy? The boys was loud, kid. I thought it was a football game the way they was in. Like somebody got split. Oh my gosh. Like you couldn't, you had, you felt the energy from over here. And like the way they was booing, um, well, who's dude in the main car? Not Aspinall. How you say his name? The Russian dude? Oh, Alexander Volkov. Volkov. Yeah, Volkov. I didn't think he was a bad guy. Usually, I thought he was a high guy. You know how. Usually a fan favorite. Yeah. 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 He coming down. Boo, 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 boo. I was like, damn, kid. He did. Uh, he looked. Was the, he looked like a, he looked like he he looked like he great guy he looked like a good guy I don't know and a great stand a citizen yeah it was he just guilty by he thought he was Kurt Angle in this motherfucker like, <laughs> no for real that the the uh, atmosphere was the word electric that shit was fucking, <laughs> yeah, that shit was exactly what he said and hey Dana White said himself after the car he said did y'all not hear those fans like. We're going to have another card here ASAP. I'm moving things in the schedule. Nice. Um, 
before we hop on to the main card and we break down the Jaya Herbert and Taporia fight, I want to give a quick shout out to some of the um, newcomers. I don't want to say newcomers, but some of the prelim fights that kind of were some some bangers. First off, Paul Craig. Edward, I don't know if y'all uh, were on there yet, but Paul Craig, fan like another Europe man. He was getting absolutely pummeled, <laughs> and then. Mm-hmm. Triangle puts that boy to sleep ends the fight right there first round. Uh, this, uh, one of the best fights on the card, honestly. Another bonus winner. And then uh, the other one I just want to shout out is Makhev, first ever UFC fight, and they basically hyped this kid up like he's gonna be something special, seven and zero. And he came in, got a first round submission in fifty eight seconds. So he did his thing. Can't doubt that boy. Tough kid. Did you actually see Stefan Struve, the U- the UFC heavyweight? He used to be a heavyweight, but now I think he's like a reporter. But uh, he actually met that kid when he was like 15 years old or something. No. And then the, the kid, yeah, and he was like, he told Stefan he's going to be in the UFC soon and he's going to be a superstar like him. And then now he is like however much years later it was, but. He's here? Yeah, he's in the UFC. Fucking absolutely electric in his first fight and, and he went on twitter right afterwards and told dan and white and everybody like hey bro he ain't touching me i'm healthy i'm ready to fight tomorrow fuck yeah damn that? like that's that was like some ch- uh shim uh shim uh, shim or i can't F- yeah like that's what he's yeah. like that's something similar i was like oh this kid's gonna be electric let's keep an eye on him but we have to talk about the electricity factory known as the main car that happened. Got to start off with a bang and boy, did they. Jai Herbert versus Taporia. Taporia gets that knockout in the second round. I know y'all saw it. We posted it. Our fans saw it. Talk to him. That shit was precision at its finest. My boy said, boom. Like that's it was cold, and that kind of set the tone for the for the rest of the car. Like I promise you, I didn't see that coming. It was a close fight, I felt like, but like when he gave him, because I literally, I the fight started, and I had to go and I had to go get some blunts, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm all out of blunts." But I was like, "I'm." Hey, I told the I told the ride, I was like, hey, "Give it ten minutes. These boys look like they're finna go at it for three rounds." Forty eight seconds after I said that, boom. <laughs> Lights out. Lights yeah. out. Jaw yeah. removed. That shit was nice. Hey, they set the tone. Shout out that boy right there. What what his record is? Uh, Taporia's 12 and 0, and he's the one that was beefing with Patty, and he, he called him out. That was one of the more exciting things. Like, Give me that blonde head bitch. <laughs> he might need a he, he might need to throw hands with my dog Patty real quick. I don't know, man. That boy the truth. Well, Will, what did you think about this? Uh first card or first fight on the card i agree with kevin bro i think that shit was the flint that set that place on fire like that was crazy man like that was the cleanest like it's like he just knocked his jaw off like took the roof off my god yeah like you watch that shit happen in real time and it's just so fast like he fucking drops like he got shot in the head like it's crazy Nah, that uh, it was like one of those like hey you want to see me hit him you want to see me hit him again (laughs) yeah yeah, hey, crazy though, dude. Like, I just want to give a little shine to homeboy because he was, I will say, Taporia was a minus 600 favorite to go into the fight, which is massive. Like, to give you terms, Kev, I have to bet $60 on him to win 10, 
Like that's how big of a favorite, which is, and you only see these odds in like boxing. Like this is like, you don't usually see on UFC is usually kind of similar competition. So he was supposed to win, but Herbert, on even though he lost first round, very first exchange, dropped him with a head kick. Yeah. Like that was oh, worked like, on him. That made me know, like, oh shit! Like immediately, I was just like, did he just upset? Like I was just thinking of all the people making mad money, just thinking like, oh screw it, I throw a couple bucks on Herbert. I just as a massive underdog, and like, but dropped him. Uh, Taporia had great ground game, brought brought him down immediately to like save himself. And then uh, they stood up and they went back to banging. <laughs> it, went right yeah. like, it was kind of like an exchange too, because like Taporia yeah. would win one exchange, but then to, uh, Herbert under like as he's getting hit, would tag him with a left on the way out, and this be like, oh shit, like they're both just, they they're doing it, rocking them. One thing I've learned from sports this season is don't sleep on a motherfucker with the last name Herbert. He I don't know, he might not, he might he got some heart in him. That's all I gotta say on that one. Yeah, he'll, he'll stand in there. We'll bang it out and let the better man win. <laughs> on to the next fight. We had the two ladies, the only girls on the card. And honestly, shit, like, they put on for the women, bro. Like, you had Molly Meatball McCain versus uh, – let me get her first. Now. I don't want to disrespect her. I know it's Carolina. Uh, I think it's Luna Carolina, but – how did y'all feel about this fight as I try to find her name? I heart meatballs. <laughs> but that was fucking nasty. <laughs> oh, shit. I was explaining that shit to somebody, right? So that was the nicest, that was the nicest elbow I've seen in a while. But I was explaining to somebody, imagine, like, all right, you don't understand how hard that shit is. For that to be that precise and that hard and that smooth, Imagine a punch that hurts, right? Now an elbow, an elbow, your elbow is tougher. So imagine an elbow, right? But now you imagine an elbow with all the velocity. You know, I have to use my fucking full three sixty. What lights immediately? It's just like so cold and so nice, and just how comfortable she was to set it up to set that shit up like that. That shit was nice. That's why I heart balls. Yes, dude. Molly Meatball, she fucking put on, she started that that streak for the Brits, man. She absolutely murdered that lady, dude. I've never seen somebody get crucified like that. That was baptized. crazy. Baptized. Absolutely baptized. Yeah, and that picture yeah. that they posted right afterwards of her going over the cage. And, <laughs> and the ref, like. Such a cold pick. Um, Molly, yeah. from the jump, just swarmed her and just overwhelmed her, but like, there was a, she was doing the Anderson Silva hands behind my back the whole like don't respect type not I won't say respect but just like I'm I'm in a different class and I'm gonna show everyone right now how much better I am than you sorry right even <laughs> at one point uh, she, uh Luana was her name it's not Luna Luana uh, she threw a, a fucking flying knee McCain blocked it and literally finger wagged at her like she's Matumbo or something. Oh, and I was just like, hold oh. like like I knew some of her because she's coming from Liverpool, the same spot as Patty the Batty. They both bought, fought on the last card together. So they kind of like package, yeah, package deal. You get Molly, you get Patty, and they and like she's shit. Like I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Patty being so close to the bottom. I'm gonna let it slide for now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I get you. Let it slide. On, 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 uh, 
uh, control, Kev. Yeah, don't, be, don't be touching my meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> RIP to Carolina, but that's Bill and Elbow. May you help me uh, recover because you were not you were not with us no more. On to the next fight. We had some young, exciting action to start us off. We jumped into a legend in the UFC, Gunnar Nelson, who before this fight was tied for most UFC welterweight submissions with six. And he's still tied, but like that should have, like if you don't know him, just know that he is a submission guy. And like this whole fight, I this what he showed like he didn't get the submission, but he took that back, sat on that back, and just put the body triangle in and this. Oh, you can't do anything. I'm just gonna keep punching you in the face. Yeah. Overwhelm you the whole fight, and he played. He fought his fight, and that's what it showed to me. Like, shout out to Gunner. He don't ever fight yeah. off. So hopefully we see more of him because he is legit, and I want to see him fight some legitimate competition. Uh, Sato, no disrespect, but he was a fill-in fighter. So just kind of expect what you expect. Yeah. Yeah, no, Gunner went out in there. He just worked, man. That was a normal day in the office. But like, just a, uh, yeah, that was literally just like a filler art in that main card. <laughs> a filler art? Yeah, that was just a filler art. That was just a, like, you can't have too much excitement. You know, you got you to gotta save it. Can't get burnt out. Yeah, for you to enjoy something, you have to, like, dislike something. Like, for you to love, you have to hate. Right, you, you got to compare it to something else. I'm not going to lie to you, I was, I was faded as fuck. I don't remember this fight for some reason. Like, I remember a nigga whooping. I remember of, I remember seeing the girls knock the shit out, and I remember somebody get whooping somebody's ass before Patty the Batty came on. I just can't remember what happened in this fight for some reason. I, mm-hmm. No, this was a very uneventful fight. It was mostly on the ground. What was it? Uh, he had eight minutes control time, so more than half of the whole fight's on the ground. Uh, Sada only had 34 total thrown strikes because, like I said, like he only he connected 16 of 34, but still, you only throw 34 strikes. It's not his fault. He, he was stuck in a body triangle with the guy on his back and just punching him. And like he, he was just stuck. And oh. I felt for him towards the third round because it was like, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same old shit, dog. Just a different day. Yeah, shit. They scored it at 30 26 across the board. So that means two rounds were at 10 8. Yeah. Out. Them 10 8s is hurtful. You only get those if the judges believe that there's a moment where the fight was about to be ended. So you have to be really whooping the guy's ass when you get it. <laughs> um, on to the next fight. After we get through the filler, we have three back to back bangers. Um, all three first round K oh not want to say KOs first round finishes open us off the person who took the roof off the gaff was Patty the Batty Pimblet beating Kazula Vargas first round submission boy I have you said his name a few times I know um you've heard of him and I know the more research you've done on him the more you love him so I, I want you to introduce your boy Hey, man, we talking my dog, Patty, the motherfucking baddie, dude. you motherfuckers. But, bro, the truth, bro, really, bro's ground game is crazy. He's stri- striking, the uh, strike is there. I like it, I like it, I like it. But, bro, nasty on the ground. He controlled the fuck out of his butt. And, like, 
you know I love me a good rare naked choke. Like you can't just it's classic, simple, get him up out of there. You can't do nothing about that. Top real quick, just hold me we in my country. I gotta get you up out of here real quick from a people's. That boy's a troop, and I like him. He's electrifying. He talks that shit. And like at first, originally they kept calling him Patty the Batty, and I thought they was on some like some real weird shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. But motherfucking across the pond. But I was like, oh, when I heard him talk, I was like, oh, this man's a motherfucking leprechaun. I understand now. Like, <laughs> why? No, and, and his intro music, one of a kind. He's the only person to come out to fucking house techno music because he just feels like it gets the place amping. Like, let's get, hey, let's just get this shit like a party, bro. Like, <laughs> and he gonna talk that shit. I was, I like, no, I like a motherfucker that's gonna talk that shit. How do you feel, uh, Will? Because I know I know you like Patty, but you also keep it kind of like you know there's some holes in the game. So I would like to hear how you felt about this fight. Uh, yeah, I love Patty. I see that's my problem though. Is like he he is like really good at shit talking. He's really good at hyping the house up, getting like everybody amped up, getting the fans on the side. And he's good at like all the media and all the press, but like all this hype. And, like, even that first fight, like, Conor McGregor comparisons and shit, like, even if he didn't want it, he still got those comparisons. And, like, he's getting, like, knocked down in the first round of each fight. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, like, this this thing, I don't think it's such a super huge jump in competition that he was just fighting. But I I don't know. This shit just kind of, like, makes me question, like, like, why is the hype continuing to be this real if, I'm watching it like I, I 100 respect to the uh to the rear naked choke, absolutely. But that was just Classic. I was just kind of surprised that he got knocked down like that again. And the, it was the very first exchange too, which was kind of the like, very first exchange. I will say you brought up a good point with the competition because John McCarthy, everyone respects Big John McCarthy in UFC world. He's basically like the godfather of it, and uh, he basically yeah. <laughs> the Don. He, yeah, Big John. He basically was just saying, like, he's seen him fight better competition over in Cage Warriors. That's all opinion and interpretation, whatever you believe. Um, but uh, it is just shocking because, it, like you said, it's not his fault he's getting compared to Connor. He's just so good on the mic, and he sells, and he's just electrifying. You can't help but get behind him. And he's different. He has right. a personality that people click with immediately. And uh, so it's not his fault. So, but unlike Connor, though, because Connor was just like ragdolling through the con, like first round. Yes. My God. I love Patty. That's my boy. His one issue that I pointed out coming into the fight was he keeps his chin up. That's what everyone kept saying about him. And you see it is like he gets caught on a lot of things because he's overly excited or he's just, he's just himself, I guess. Like it's just him in in, in the ring. Yeah. As long as once he gets that chin under control, his hands aren't the best. He'll improve, get better coaches, stuff like that. His ground game is elite. I said that too. You 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 didn't debate it, but you did say like you thought it was okay. I was like, I don't know. I think his ground game kind of like he's okay on his back. He's never uncomfortable, at least in some of the stuff I've seen against people. So seeing him get dropped, I'm not surprised. But him finishing on the on his back and stuff like hey that's on again uh, the back that's what he does, and uh yeah no fair enough I'll I'll give him that absolutely like he absolutely cleaned up on his back but like I said I it just 
with his chin and keeps keeping his chin high and then like firing from the hip that dude fucking just swings like I don't know he's just swinging with everything he has he's being a scouser just fighting like he is but a scouser but he's getting knocked down and like this is just crazy to me like I, I don't hate him I he's like my favorite fighter right now to be honest like this shit's just hilarious to me like he's like Patty the Batty taking over the, the UFC like this is the face of the UFC like I need that to happen. Yeah, no, it'll be exciting. USC's going to be fucking electric coming in these next few years. Um, next fight, we have the co-main event of the night. We had Arnold Allen, who's still undefeated, defeating Dan Hooker with a first-round KO, TKO via punches. Dan Hooker, who we love, who we respect. Uh, that boy's nice. I just personally don't think 145 is his weight, and I think he should never fight at 145 again. And he should go back to 155, and if anything, get a couple wins and retire. Because I think his body has so much wear and tear, and everything going on. I think it's about time to put up those gloves. And you, I don't think he's ever. I th- I personally never thought he was going to fight for a belt, so not too shocked he's not getting that shot. But I think Arnold Allen, on the other hand, is going to fight for a belt one day. And he looked like – like, he put all the featherweights on notice because that was his biggest complaint. People, oh, he's running through nobodies. He's running through nobodies. It's hard to compare him when he fights nobodies and he's making it look easy. Well, he just made Dan Hooker look easy. And, like – My God. Respect. I love Arnold Allen, and I feel bad for Dan Hooker. He looked miserable <laughs> pre-fight, and he looked miserable post-fight. And he does – he's never looked the same after Dustin Poirier got uh, his, their fight together. So, hopefully things start turning around for that boy. Yeah, honestly, dude, the it's just crazy. It, it might – I couldn't believe it that it was that easy for Arnold Allen. Like, our, Dan Hooker was still throwing some good shots. He had some good counter punches, but, like, I don't know. I just feel bad for Dan. He looked, he did look horrible before, after, and during. I think, honestly, what he needs to do is I can see him still fighting, like, two or three times a year, but he needs to go to welterweight so bad. Like, that's, like, his middle ground. I feel like that would be, like, good enough for him to not kill He's himself not- to make weight. And then he could still, like, like welterweight right now needs the most competition. Like, the two, like, literally the two biggest stars outside of the champ just got in a fucking fight at a Miami Steakhouse last night. Like, the welterweight needs more competition. And one of those guys is, like, 35 and fucking 17 or 18 or whatever. Well, I Kev, I know Kev used to cut weight with wrestling. Kev, if you're walking around at two, 200, 205, Right, you're six foot, six foot one. Where, where would be like a natural wrestler's like resting range if that's your walking rate? To walk around at two hundred five, you would cut down one eighty five, especially at a professional level because you're competing for a championship. One seventy is when you get at one seventy five, one seventy two, one seventy three when you get dangerous, and then one sixty three is like you're killing yourself, kid. What the fuck you got going on? You're literally waking up to cut weight in the morning you probably can't go you can't go back to like more than 180 if not because you're probably not gonna make weight for the next one so how much is he bro cutting he's this fight was at 145 
That's insane. And it don't that that's why we think he should go to welterweight, which is one seventy, I believe. Yeah. Like he's been fighting at one fifty five for like his predominantly his career right now. So he just tried to cut weight. I think he instead should go up in weight class. But but that just gives some people some perspective on like him and Izzy walk around at the same weight, damn it. Yeah, and but that's I just that's why I told Will I think off camera before was this uh this is like Anderson Silva when he was a champion his training partner was Loyola Machida who had championship caliber caliber skill but you can never fight the same weight class as your like your number two so he has to either go up or go down and that's what Dan Hooker has to do he cannot fight at one eighty five with Anderson uh, with uh, Izzy so he chooses to go down in weight. Be like that. Yeah, it was but, crazy, man. The way they spar together, they should just, they should just fucking fight. Like, yeah, they they coming from New Zealand. They probably have that brotherhood trying to like New Zealand versus everyone else type shit. You know, like uh, small packers. There's not many other New Zealand fighters really. And they feel like, like Robert Whitaker. Right. I feel like when a fight like that happened though, like it wouldn't be like as impactful to the to the audience because like. There's no coaching in a fight like that. It's like, yo, y'all go in there and figure it out. So there's probably not going to be too much shit talking to build the fight up, all types of shit. Yeah, because even Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell, like Tito never wanted to fight Chuck Liddell for that exact reason. That's my training buddy. That's my like my guy. Eventually they did, though. But that's side point. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Arnold Allen, yeah, he looks spectacular. I think calling out Calvin Cater, who just came off a win on Giga, I think that who's also like Arnold Allen should be ranked five, maybe like right in that range of five to seven. Calvin Cater is right at six. I think that's a perfect fight. Whoever wins goes on to fight for the belt. Like, I think that should be fair. Yeah, absolutely. Next fight on the list, we have the main event. I like Kev to take this one. I know Kev was saving himself. These are his, this was his boy. I mean, I fuck with this boy heavy, but he got Tom Aspinall winning. By submission against the legend himself, Alexander Volkov, number five ranked UFC heavyweight in the world. Kev? See, there's something about that eye, that look you got when you're about to go to war. That, there's, that, there's that tiger. You've seen the eye of the tiger. See, it's because I watched Rocky so many times. I, I could tell. I could just tell at this point. But Aspinall walked. I didn't know either of these people were before. I still don't know who they are, truthfully. But um, Aspinall walked in there ready to show out. He wasn't shook by the lights even slightly. And he came and did what he struck amazingly. Strikes there, all the way there. Motherfucking his takedowns. What he got? Two takedowns, something up, knocking out. And then straight arm bar, bro. He was, I, he never looked composed, shook, composed. Didn't he probably was ready to go fight tomorrow? Like, well, maybe not tomorrow. But um, that boy is the truth. He looks like he wants to be there. He's built for this shit, and now he wants to show out. And he did his thing in London. And hey, boy, get that man a beer, kid. I don't want to hear nothing else. No more fucking beer. And he got two of them. He chugged them both same time. <laughs> Will, I'm gonna ask you the same question. How do you feel about it? Oh man, dude, I was, I'm 
fully, fully content on Espinal now, dude. He's absolutely like legit heavyweight. Uh, I've seen a lot of places putting him at like fighting tied to Vlasenex or the uh, uh, the Cyril Gone. Obviously, I don't think he's ready for Gone. Very uh, similar skill set, though. Very similar skill set. Absolutely, dude. His speed is fucking crazy. Like watching him, the the finishing takedown that he had on him, just dodging a kick, then dodging that punch, and then leading smoothly into that takedown. It was fucking amazing. No, that's he just made fucking... short work of him on the ground. Like, and that's yeah, it's a lot harder to work on somebody like Volkov because it he's got like a fucking I don't know like eighty four inch reach. Like he's got long fucking arms. Yeah, no, Volkov. Hard boy to say, like he doesn't get takedown oftenly. He's big, yeah. like six seven, like, and his reach is insane. So, like, he and he's smart. Like his IQ is insane for a fighter. So he does keep that distance. Right, and he's huge. Like he, like I don't think people understand that. Like he is like wide. Like you don't see it like from the camera, but like. Trying to like wrap around somebody like that's that is that wide and like he's got thick ass legs. I mean, it's hard to break down like that too. Hey man, and and I've heard this like a million times, but one more time, he's he's beating a former champion. Like that boy, that boy is in truth. Yeah, yeah. And, and those two takedowns he got. Personally, I like. There's a difference between some takedowns. And this is this is it right here because with the introduction of Habib and Islam, a lot of the takedowns that we're seeing now are you dragging him into the cage, you get him, and you slowly take him down methodically, pull him over, or a judo throw maybe. But like that was like a legit Goldberg esque spear. Like he like <laughs> it, those are like a Chad Mendez, Georgia Saint Pierre, like the old school takedowns where it was one solid smooth action. Uh, arms wrapped down I'm on top of it. like and I haven't seen a takedown like that in a while especially from a big like the way like it looks slow to like average person but these are like 260 they're in the ring at like 260 like they're yeah. they're not like they're for Aspinall to do it at the speed he did that's exceptionally fast for like a man his size and uh his like his one thing that everyone talked about was his hand so and then like I found out he trained with Tyson Fury for a long time like it makes sense they're both from the same little area so why not? And then like Aspinall's father ran a dojo, opened a dojo and ran it for Bajillion Jiu-Jitsu. So like he has this like pedigree about him where it's like he's he was born to be a fighter. Like he was like he came like everything was set up in the stars for this boy. And like he's like honestly outside of gone. I see a case for him being every heavyweight from four above. Like, Naganu's wrestling might be a problem, but, like, his Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like, he could catch you in an armbar. He could catch you in a triangle. He could catch – like, and we haven't seen much of it, so a lot of people couldn't score it or talk about it. But we finally got to see it here because why? Oh, he knows his IQ is high, and that's what this fight showed me. Like, he knew that Volkov might be a better striker. Maybe. He has a distance. He's smart. He's fought people stronger than him. He's probably fought people faster than him. So, but he was like, but the one thing he won't be able to stop is my takedown, and I'm going to take him down. I don't care if it's an ugly fight. And got him up out of there. Made the number five heavyweight in the world look like an unranked bum. <laughs> I don't know. Like, 
do you want to see the tie two? I'm gonna ask y'all the tie two of Boston versus Aspinall. Do y'all want to see yes. it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. gone or however you say Brennan. Zero gone. Zero like, gone. They said think... Don was in the crowd. What's he called? Style Bender wanted him to um what what is that? I would have just gone truthfully since he's right there and Gondo got a fight coming up. But like and because what's it called? That boy Mbaku is stuck in um on rehab right now from um the surgery, so he can't fight, so he's not fighting. And then they say they might have to bring the interim belt in. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I'm taking I'm taking Aspinall too, like immediately. I don't know if that's the um or Ty Ty, how you say his name? Like, yeah, we'll see. But it might be early for him, but at the same time, we could you could have said the same thing about Volkov. Yeah, well, I will say, I think, honestly, my personal opinion, I was never big on Ty because he's shown a lot of heavy hands, but heavy hands only get you so far. I haven't seen much outside of this happen because Greg Hardy, who, if you saw the first episodes, I like Greg Hardy is an absolute bum who never did, like, and he, he almost he dropped, just got he relieved. almost knocked out Ty to Avasa in like a stand and bang fight. And it nah, took him back. So, like, I yeah. I think he's being some good guys. And, like, Derek Lewis is no chump. But, like, it was mostly a standing bang fight. I, he didn't have to worry about uh, Derek Lewis's nice wrestling because Derek Lewis is like, oh, I'm just going to bang with you. Like, we're going to bang. And he lost the bang battle. But I think Aspen, I think some people, like, if it goes to the ground, like, I think most heavyweight, not heavyweight, most, like, big fights will, like, most fights that are going to be five rounders and stuff will go to the ground. And, that's where if he can't do anything, that's where I'm, I don't really like the setup for Tai Tuvasa. I think they're gonna keep them away from each other to keep their push rising, because they're both like superstars. And then like maybe maybe next year we'll get this fight, and maybe Tai Tuvasa is gonna be more more polished. Honestly, I I think the Tai Tuvasa versus Aspinall fight's perfect because right now Tai is also riding on so much like he's riding on so much of a wave because he is like a wild card like. He literally is an Australian street fighter. Like that's that's how he came into this. He's a street fighter, so like you see it every fight he's had. But he's literally knocking every single person out, so it's just gonna keep rising and rising. And then the only other person right now, other than like the guys that were that are banging in the top three, like Derek Lewis, Cyril Gunn, and and Francis, they don't have a lot of like other people that are like creating a lot of heat, other than. Aspinall and um, maybe John I'm, Jones, but that's like, a, like may, no maybe. one knows with the John Jones heavyweights going on, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I would take I would take the tie to Ivasa fight because it would be it's like a wild card versus a guy who is pretty much a serial guy and rising up the ranks. He's just slaughtering guys at this point, making his way up the ranks. But I don't know. I think I think that fight would be perfect. I like it. I think that should be entertaining as fuck. And then, like, we're going to get a shoot. We're going to get a chug at the end of the fight. Yeah, no matter yeah. what. And I actually see it. I even see him, like, if one of them knocks each other out or whatever, whoever wins, I see, like, them both still, like, arms around each other, taking, a, like, drinking out of the shoeies together. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're I'm both, still, like, warriors. Or they're going to embrace it. I'm still not approving of that. COVID is still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but... That's the UFC uh, London's main card. I'm going to let that boy Kev wrap us up. Hey, man, if you didn't know, I don't give a fuck. If you, if you, 
if you still ain't no, Paul don't give a fuck. And if you really ain't no, I'm positive Will don't give a fuck. You feel me? So we gonna let you know anyways. This has been the Totally Blitz Podcast, Fight Club, you feel me? UFC London recap, and boy, it was a bang if you missed it. Ha, ha. But don't worry, we covered all the action for you, you feel me? So this has been another great episode of Totally Blitz. This is your boy, Lil KK, a.k.a. the People's Champ. We've got Paul Pickham, Winner Costa, and Will Scheiste and his motherfucker. We out. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with.